I'm me, you're you, and this is Wiggly's Book Club, episode 024. I think that was a little hot. Wiggly's Book Club is a fortnightly read brought to you every other week. <laughs> uh, exclusive to Giant Media Ball. GiantMediaBall.com. Check the website for show schedules. Wiggly's Book Club is brought to you live from Sloppy Joe's Bar in beautiful Easton, West Ward, Northampton, and Mulberry. That's the nicest spot in West Ward. <laughs> My house. Without any further ado, let us now go live to Wiggly and Sloppy Joe's Bar for a reading of another chapter of the 1957 edition, Martin Gardner's Fads and Fallacies in the Name of Science. Clear number 19038. Where's my book? I better turn the light on. Turn the light on first this time. I think I learned my lesson. So many things going wrong. I turn on the mic and there's no phantom power, and then I can't. I find one Duracell, one Energizer. So if you don't know, I'm driving this with a Tascam IXZ uh, plugged into an iPad, and then we go from there. And then I go lit. Um, I like to burn wood, you know, not not wood like uh, like a big giant log I bring in and set on fire, but these little I don't know what the hell you call them. Uh, natural wood incense, so, or you could call it Incenso de Santa Fe, and uh, today I started burning um, uh, alder, I thought, yeah, alder, so then it's like a freaking smoke screen in here. Today I'm making it, keeping it simple, Kahlua in some coffee, an Irish coffee, I guess we call that. I don't know if that's insulting. Whoa, that's a lot. Okay, good. But the coffee's a little too warm, so I won't do it today. Hey, happy days. I checked. Something fell, and I had to get this, that, and the other, and then check behind my printer. And what do you know? There's fads and fallacies in the name of science by Martin Gardner. So today I'll be able to get into a chapter that was requested. 18 months ago by uh, by our own Nico Button, Chris Nico Button. Check him out. Just go and internet it, that. Fads and Fallacies in the Name of Science. If you didn't know, Martin Gardner, this was put out by uh, Dover, Ben Dover. And the date on this, what's the, has been 04862039 8 and so <laughs> the incense is really bothering my nose. Dover Publications, Inc., New York, Martin Gardner, Fads and Fallacies in the Name of Science. And I think 1956 was his preface by the author. And then there was an update. I know this. Uh, and, oh, so originally 1952 and then 1957 was the, uh, was the um, revision. Just to go down a little bit, uh, L. Ron Hubbard, Wilhelm Reich, Atlantis, Psionic Machines, Dr. W.H. Bates, uh, Master Bates, uh, Eccentric Sexual Theories, uh, we got to hit that again one of these days, Flying Saucers, Alfred Korzybiski, Korzybiski, Kor, uh, Larry Zabisco, and Brady Murphy, Brighty Murphy, I think, what did we read? We read two of these. 
in the name of science flat and hollow monsters of doom the fortians uh, flying saucers zigzag and swirl down with einstein exclamation point sir isaac babson babusan how are we doing on time three minutes and two seconds Dowsing rods and doodlebugs under the microscope, geology versus genesis, we did that. Lysenkoism, Lysenkoism, and apologists for hate, Atlantis and Lemuria, the Great Pyramid, medical cults, medical quacks, food fattists, throw away your glasses, I I think I read that uh, to myself. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I see it advertised to me on, on the internet, but I, I don't th- I th- probably went away. Uh, eccentric sexual theories, orgonami, or origami, that's what we'll be reading the name, orgorn therapy. Uh, Dianetics, we read that. And general semantics, etc. From bumps to handwriting, that's interesting, ESP and PK, like that. Brighty Murphy and other matters, appendix and notes. And Brighty Murphy, I believe, was expanded upon uh, page 315. Index of names is 357. So we're going to page 250, I think. 249, 250. Here we go. <clears throat> Pardon me because of the <laughs> freaking Adler wood. Let's see how my drink is. Mm. It's good, but it's it's burning my... This is something distinctly human. Ready? I thought of this when I was walking down the steps this morning. Ready? <coughs> well, not the cough. <coughs> Ow! That hurt my chest. I think I had a heart attack. Um, sipping like that. The sipping of the hot. Okay, so... Uh, Ergonomy, organomy, I guess, because organ, organ therapy, so organomy I'm going to go with. Wilhelm Reich, the discoverer of orgone th- energy, or life energy, was born in Atlantis, no, Austria. Let me just, uh, his mic is kind of weird. I can finally see, I don't have the lines anymore, I went in and uh, did that. Born in Austria, I don't know if I hit this, if I hit this wire, is it? making noise let me just ah boy is this mic on yeah okay good i never know if i'm doing the mic or through the ipad uh, microphone oh geez sorry about that yikes born in austria this is all live friends Uh, born in austria and after i get done with this i got to do some admin stuff and i don't want to spill my drink onto the ipad like a last uh issue last issue this is a this is a periodical, you see. He was born in Austria in 1897. Jeez, he's pretty fucking old. Am I talking to the right side of this mic? Let's see. I can't get it out of here. I'll say yeah. What are we looking at? 6606. He received his MD in uh, 1992 from the University of... Vienna, love their cookies, Vienna uh, Medical School, became a protege of Freud, you see, and for the next eight years, rose rapidly in psychoanalytic circles. He held several important teaching and administrative posts in Vienna, psychoanalytical organizations, and contributed to their periodicals. It's like this, the show's periodical. 
I'm sorry, Peter, 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 never mind, I don't have a joke. You will find many references to him scattered among the footnotes and bibliographies of early Freudian writings. Politically, Reich was active in the Austrian Socialist Party uh, until he broke with them in 1930 and moved to Berlin, where he joined the Communist. He was a freaking communist. Are you or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party or sympathizer? Oh, good. So he did that. Author, author Kostler, in his contributions to The God That Failed, 1949, reveals that he and Reich served in the same party cell you're parts of cells, I guess, and you have parties. Among other members of our cell, writes Kostler, I remember Dr. Wilhelm Reich, founder and director of the Sexpol Institute for Sexual Politics. He was a Freudian Marxist inspired by Malinowski, and uh, he, uh, he, just, he had just published his book called The Function of the Orgasm. Oh, this is good. This is a good book. Oh. Organ orgasm. Okay, good. I don't know if you remember 100 years ago when I said I, I know of it, but I forgot what it was. I, I thought it had something to do with ozone, but it, evidently it doesn't. <laughs> and, uh, so he did a book called The Function of the Orgasm in which he expounded the theory that sexual frustration of the proletarian caused a thwarting of ugh, my eyes are burning from this wood I love it but it's ouch um, proletarian caused a thwarting of its uh, my nose <laughs> of its political consciousness only through a full uninhibited release of the sexual urge could the working class realize its revolutionary um potentialities and historic mission. The whole thing was less cockeyed than it sounds. Uh, pardon me. I hope I covered that up a little bit. Reich failed, however, to convince the comrades of the revolutionary importance of his views. Moscow branded his writings unmarxist rubbish. Yeah, I could see that, you know, being conservative and uh, totalitarian. And and it was not long until he had severed his communications with the communist movement. Uh, differences with Freud and his followers led eventually in 1934 to Reich's, Reich's formal expulsion from the in, International Psyche, Psychoanalytical Association. I need a drink. I need a reason for not being able to read right. Uh, right yeah. Hmm. Still way too hot, but good. Have you written in how am I doing on time? An hour? Ten minutes and seven. Have you written in nineteen thirty-three a book attacking German fascism as the sadistic expression of sex repressed neurotics? Uh it comes to play today, I think. Reich was not looked upon kindly by the Nazis when they came to power. You think Nazis get a lot of a lot of tail with those uh, suits? Uh, let's face it, they're they're sharp dressers, assholes, but inhuman. But boy, they dress uh, bread, 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 
fashion sense is just crazy. I think that's why they. I think that's why they rose to power. People were looking at the trousers and the, the boots and the the, the, the press shirts. <sighs> he fled to Denmark, then to Sweden, and finally settled in. I was going to say Ohio, Ohio, but he settled in Oslo, Norway, where he continued his research for several years. Here, however, a furious press campaign against his work was instigated, and Reich came to the United States in 1939 to regain the quiet, necessary, undisturbed work. So Norway was, like, uptight about him. What the hell? For two years, Reich was an... I'm sorry if that gets annoying. I can't help it. Reich, I need to do it, was an associate professor at the New School for Social Research in Manhattan. He established the Orgone Institute. I wonder, so it's Orgon, Orgon, Orgon. It's got to be Orgone Institute. I, I don't know. I have a dictionary. Uh, a laboratory in Forest Hills, Long Island. Oh, ho, 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 ho. yeah. I wonder if it's still there. I know someone that lives in the Long Islands. That's kind of gross. I hope it didn't come through too bad. Ah, oh, fucking wood. He established the Oregon Institute, a laboratory in Forest Hills, Long Island, and a press in Greenwich Village, which began issuing English translations of his books. Books were favorably reviewed in liberal, socialist, and anarchist periodicals, and cited frequently in such works as the uh, Fenichel's The oh, Jesus Christ Psychoanalytical Theory of Neurosis. 1945, and Modern Woman, The Lost Sex by Lungberg and Farn, Farn, Mrs. Harmal, Mrs. Harfarver, hey, Farnham in 1947. So look for that. Modern Woman, The Lost Sex. At the moment, Reich, where, I hope they found her. At the moment, Reich is a ruddy-faced, distinguished-looking man living in a, in semi-retirement on the estate near Wrangley, Maine. There he directs the... Oh, oh, he's still alive during this time, I guess. There he directs the multifarious activities of the Oregon Institute and the... I don't know what the fuck I just read. And the Wilhelm Reich Foundation, in addition to the publishing of Reich's books... The foundation also issues the Orgone Energy Bulletin, a quarterly which uh, superseded the International Journal of Sex Economy and Orgone uh, Research, the annals of the Orgone Institute and other literature. And drink, 1355. Mm. Should have sipped. Boy, that's... That, uh, by the way, uh, if you didn't look at the album art, because it's fucking like a Sherlock Holmes puzzle to track down, I'm drinking out of a styrofoam cup for everybody. Reich's early books, The Function of Orgasm in 1927, The Sexual Revolution in 1930, The Mass Psychology of Fascism in 1933, and Character Analysis in 1933, were fairly close to the Freudian tradition, although they contained such debatable material presented in a Rep uh, repetitious, heavy-handed, totally humorous style. 
They also contain many fresh and impressive ideas which have become a permanent part of the analytical, analytic literature. Character analysis, probably his most significant book, is still used. Remember, this is by someone that's uh, exposing the fads and fallacies in the name of science. So uh, this has been, so far, in the almost two pages that I've read, um, uh, Martin Gardner has not really ripped them to shreds yet. Must like the orgasms. Character, uh, character analysis, probably his most significant book, is still used in the unrevised edition by many analysts who deplore Reich's later thinking, particularly valuable were Reich's early insights and the neurotic aspects of social and political forces and his stress on sexual health as a prerequisite for genuine morality and political progress. Political progress, that's interesting. Jim, uh, um, Jimmy Carter, yeah. Uh, uh, Jimmy Carter did it through a hole in a sheet. Uh, who, who was his uh, daughter? Jimmy and uh, little little Carter with the glasses. But I was thinking of the other guy, saxophone man. According to Reich, happiness and goodness are the products of sexual well-being. Uh, no wonder I've been so, uh, such a bastard lately. And unless a, a cultural, uh, unless a culture is sexually healthy, all attempts to build a good society are bound to fail. Hey, man, that's got to be. It's it's all little bits. I'm sure it's got to be. And we know that's parts of something. We know that's parts of something. I'm looking at you, ISIS. You know you're against sodomy. So what happens? Uh, you know. Stick your hole in a jungle gym? I don't know. Stick your hole in a jungle gym. It's like a jungle gym in your hole and your and your pecker in a some type of lazy Susan. I don't know. Do they do swings uh, in their obstacle courses? Mmm. Mmm. Ah, oh, that's good. It tastes like an ice cream float. <laughs> uh, all times to build a good society bound to fail. The change of heart or rebirth that Christian societies and uh, Tolstoyan anarchists find essential to political reform is replaced by Reichian concepts of org orgastic potency. Orgastically potent individuals, in turn, are the product of proper rearing by the parent and society. Or they are former neurotics who have successfully undergone orgone therapy. Since there are so few, because hey, if you're busy, you know, whacking a weasel all the time, uh, punching a happy clown, well, then you got, you got that going on. You don't have a lot of time for other things. Since there are, be careful, don't dehydrate yourself. Since there are... Uh, since there are so few such of such in, so few such individual around outside of primitive cultures, it follows that most political action is useless, regardless of how institutions are changed. The same quick, same sick individuals take control of them, and the same sick impulses quickly corrupt good intentions. This is why, according to Reich, the Russian Revolution. Good Lord. <coughs> 
The Russian Revolution failed so miserably, not until we have a society of healthy, orgastically potent citizens will we be able to achieve a decent political order. And when the order is achieved, it will be largely self-regulating with no... <laughs> wow. It's all based on that, huh? The glazed donut. 1850, uh, 19, we'll go with. Uh, Self-regulating, with no need for compulsive laws and morality. Work democracy is Reich's term for such a society. Work democracy. Mm -hmm. The United States is supposed to be a democratic republic. But uh, I don't know if that's what it happens. In Reich is Reich's uh, term for uh, such society. It is not hard to understand why these views have combined so easily with anarchist elements in England and the United States. I'm sorry, Statsies. It would be out of place to describe here at any greater length Reich's early contributions into psychiatry theory. Psychiatric theory. Many of them are complex and technical, and in order to understand, uh, in order to be understood, would require. <laughs> well, let me take another drink. Would require uh, require require a mastery of the elaborate and cumbersome Reichian terminology. Oh, uh huh. That's how they get you. S sounds scientific. We 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 had we read about that in in uh, Dianetics. Dianetics, the science of whatever the fuck it is. So remember that in Scientology is the word science right in it. Uh, mm, cumbersome Reichian terminology. What has been said, however, should give a faint indication of the importance of the topics which Reich tackled uh, uh, cur courageously during the German phase of his career. I guess, uh, you know, talking about some of that shit um, and say, saying that, uh, you know, these governments fail and people are corrupt, that's kind of, you know, I mean, that goes beyond uh, this being based on not being able to, you know, whack it. Or diddle, or flick. From this point onward, you may take your choice of one of the three possible interpretations of Reich's development. One, he became the world's greatest biophysicist. Two, he deteriorated, uh, deteriorated from a co uh, competent psychiatrist into a self-deluded crack crank. I should say. Remember, this is fifty-three. Something drunk. Three, he merely switched to fields in which his former incompetence became more visible. Critics who favor the last viewpoint uh, out that <coughs> psychoanalysis is still in such a confused um, is still in such a confused pioneer state that writings by incompetent theorists are easily camouflaged by technical jargon and a sprinkling of sound ideas borrowed from others. Uh, what is that logical fallacy called? Argument from... Uh, boopity bleep. Too drunk. When Reich turned to biology, physics... Uh, 
physics and astronomy, uh, where there is a solid core of verifiable knowledge, his eccentric thinking became easier to detect. Huh. Uh-huh. 2245. Yeah, that's where you go wrong. See? You go wrong when you step out of bounds of your <laughs> your own terminologies and you step into the bounds of things that could be easily disproven. That's why you shouldn't try to prove God scientifically or even mention uh, any type of uh, attributes of God because once you do, bang, you open a door for the sh the, uh, the crackdown. Oh, I like that. I love to see Charles Bronson versus God. Hey, I like that. Charles Bronson crackdown in heaven. Whatever the correct. Uh, oh, sorry about my uh, terrible reading today. I, 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 I'm dyslexic. I can't read. I'm blind. And the other thing. Whatever the correct and the drugs and the and well alcohol I should say and the the drug of the incense. Yeah. Whatever the correct explanation may be, there is no doubt about the great turning point in Reich's career. It came in the late 30s when he discovered when he discovered in Norway the existence of orgone energy. Uh-huh. Freud had earlier expressed the hope that someday his theory of the libido or sexual energy might be given a biological basis. Reich is convinced Reich is con Convinced that I read it right. Reich is convinced that his discovery of orgone energy fulfilled this hope, a discovery which he ranked uh, he ranks in importance with the Copernican Copernican revolution, uh, which is based on Copernicus. If you didn't, <laughs> since uh, coming in Copernicus, Copernicus uh, what's that? Rotation of the Earth, the Earth, the, the Sun, the center of the galaxy. Is that what Copernicus did? I think so. Because before that it was, uh, oh, wow, too drunk. How, 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 long, <clears throat> how long does it take for the, uh, for the Earth to rotate once around its axis? How long does it take for the Earth to uh, complete its uh, orbit around the sun? Some people don't real. Some people don't know. They answer like dum dums. They don't know. You know, twenty four hours a day or three hundred sixty five days for a year. Actually, three hundred sixty five. Three hundred sixty four. Uh, fuck, I can't remember. Some decimal point. That's why we need the leap, the leap year with the extra day. Such coming to America. Since coming to America, he is considered himself less of a psychiatrist and uh, than a biophysicist biophysicist Pro some of these words that i think are 2541 some of these words i think are longer than they uh, they they look shorter than they should be and that's why i sort of am stumbling on them cuz i think that i think biophysicist should be a, like a you know half a sentence long but it's not Probing deeper into the mysteries of orgone energy and applying the strange new knowledge to the treatment of bodily and mental ailments. So he believes he found the energy that uh, can be measured, I guess, from an orgasm or from sexual expression. Exactly. What is orgone energy? Hey, we're going to find out. According to Reich, it is a non-electromagnetic force Oh, uh, of Berg Bergson. Uh, of Bergson, made particularly accessible and usable, it is blue in color. Oh, that's a, 
because <laughs> you blew balls and you don't have that blue anymore, and then you blew your load. To quote one of from one of Reich's booklets, blue is a specific color of orgone energy within and without the orgasm. Organism. <laughs> or organ, organism's orgasm. Classical physicists, uh, classical physics, trying on that one, but see, classical physics tries to explain the blueness of the sky by the scattering of the blue and of the spectral color series in the gaseous atmosphere. However, it is in fact the blue, uh, that blue is the color seen in all functions which are related to the cosmic or atmospheric or organ, organismic, organismic orgone energy. So now that does remind me of uh, ozone, but that's not. Orgone is, uh, orgone is, uh, well, it's blue. Protoplasm, protoplasm, says Reich, is blue with orgone energy. <laughs> is it really protoplasm? I guess you can't tell because black and white photos when people used to do their protoplasm bullshit. And loses its blueness when the cell dies. Oh, interesting. Orgone uh, also causes the blue of oceans and deep lakes and the blue coloration of certain frogs when they are sexually excited. Oh, I see. <laughs> Horny frogs are blue, not poisonous. The color of illuminating uh, decaying wood is blue. So are the illuminating tail ends of glowworms, St. Elmo's fire, and the aurora borealis. The illumination in evacuated tubes charged with orgone energy is blue. The later has been photographed on color film and forms the cover photo of the booklet from which the above questions are taken. So-called heat waves you often see are shimmering above roads. They often see shimmering above roads and mountaintops are not heat at all, Reich declares, but orgone energy. These waves do not ascend. They move from west to east at a speed faster than the Earth's rotation. <laughs> wow. They cause the twinkling of stars. Wow. All phenomena with which or orthodox physicists, uh, physicists attribute to static electricity. Uh, well, so I guess uh, when you bite into a, a lifesaver, a wintergreen lifesaver in, in, in a mirror, and uh, you get that spark, that's, uh, that's your orgasm in there. These waves do not ascend and move back. <laughs> Uh, they cause the twinkling of stars, all phenomena which orthodox physicists attribute to static electricity are produced by orgone energy. Example given, electric disturbances during sunspot activity, lightning, radio interference, and all other forms of static discharge. Cloud formation and thunderstorms, he writes, phenomena which to date have remained unexplained depend on changes in the concentration of atmospheric orgone. That is why thunderclouds and hurricanes are deeply blue. One of the hurricanes, which, um, or hurricanes, uh, that doesn't make sense, horror pants, horror, one of the hurricanes, which uh, we, was personally experienced by the writer Reich in 1944, was a deep blue-black color. In an article in the Orgone Energy Bulletin, July 1951, Reich reports that on some experiments made by himself, which proved the that dowsing rods operate by orgone energy. Okay. 
3029. Oh, sorry. The, in the human body, orgone is the basis for sexual energy. It is the id of Freud in a bio, uh, bioenergetic concentrate from uh, form. During coitus, it becomes uh, concentrated in the sexual parts. During orgasm, it flows back again through the entire body by breathing. The body charges its red blood cells with orgone energy under the microscope. Reich has detected the blue glimmer of red corpuscles as they absorb orgone. In 1947, he measured orgone energy with a Geiger counter. This uh, orgone can really be detected in many ways. He's even just in the visible light spectrum with your eyeballs. But here it happens with Geiger counters and Jesus. A recent film, rubbing your feet along the uh, rug, rubbing a balloon on your hair. A recent film produced by his associates demonstrate how motors may, may someday be run on orgone energy. Wow! This is some good stuff. We gotta get cracking on this. The unit of living matter, Reich tells us, is not the cell, but something much smaller, which he calls the bion, or energy vesicle? Vesicle? Energy vesicle. Yeah, vesicle. It consists of membrane surrounding a liquid, and pulsates continually with orgone energy. This pulse, pulsation is the dance of life, the basic convulsive rhythm of love, which finds its highest expression in the pulsation of the orgasm formula. Bions propagate like bacteria. In fact, Reich critics suspect what he calls bions really are bacteria. And we will end there. And by the way... Most of your orgone ejaculant is uh, is mucus, which is happening now to try to prevent my um, whatever from being uh, contaminated by this elder wood burning. That's it, 3255. Sorry, I ran three minutes late on that. Um, back to me up in the studio. Uh, get fads and fallacies in the name of science or try to find out more about this orgone to find out... Uh, how you can uh, stick your dick in a gas tank. Or shove a light bulb up your cooter. Bye. We hope that you've enjoyed the 1957 revised edition Dover Books Classic Fads and Fallacies by Martin Gardner. On the front it says Fads and Fallacies in the Name of Science and on the spine in the back it just says Fads and Fallacies. Anyway, own your own copy of this, I don't know, listen to 20 episodes ago, I guess, and find out what I said there twice. I guess I'm pissed off, I don't know. Need to go take matters into my own hand if you pick up what I'm orgoning down. For Wiggly and the entire crew at Wiggly's Book Club, I am Wiggly. And remember, kids, if somebody says to you, hey, 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 hey there, uh, you want some candy? And you say, no, of course. Uh, and they say, how, how do you get so smart? You said, rip. Reading is fundamental, motherfucker. <laughs>